0: Of Don't give up skeleton. I'm your host Jeremy Greer. This week's episode is a little different. Today's guest is named Serg. Serg is not a very big souls fan. So I put out a call on the Duckfeed slack looking for people who had played the games but had not necessarily clicked with them. Um, I wanted to do something a little different on the show and you know just have someone who doesn't just expressively gush all over the souls games like my <laughs> guests normally do. Um, so we get into kind of what Serg likes and does not like about the Souls games what he does like about Lords of the Fallen so finally Richard has a has a friend in the world on Lords of the Fallen opinions um it's a really interesting episode that I think you're going to enjoy so please listen so what's your um kind of overall experience with the Souls Soul Spirit Souls series.
1: <laughs> um, I, I have played the majority of them and have experience watching my spouse with the others. Okay. Which one haven't so, you yeah.
0: played? Just so I don't accidentally spoil it during the, the course of this podcast. Oh
1: yeah. Cause spoilers are going to matter
0: to me. Um, <laughs> I have not played three or bloodborne. Okay. So the two latest games, which one did you yeah. start out with? Did you start out all the way back with demons? Or I started with this? demons. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the, uh, like, all of the SA people that I talked to are generally like, yeah, there was that thread-on-SA where everybody like somebody, everybody convinced everybody else to import it. Were you all the way back then?
1: No, no. I got, it. I got a PS3 late, mm-hmm. so I ended up picking up a lot of stuff when it was cheap, which is how I got, like, Metal Gear Solid four years after that was a thing, and
0: Sonic 2006 for five bucks with the DLC etc. <laughs> There's a there was a Sonic 2006 game and it had DLC. <laughs> That's, both of those things are new to me. So. Oh,
1: oh my god, you don't know Sonic 2006? That's I, like I most so. people find it the worst one in the series.
0: I'm not much of a of a Sonic person in general. Like I kind of just do, like especially if it's a 3D game, like I don't even pay any attention to it. And the 2D games I, don't usually work for me very well either. I, so
1: I fucking love 70% of that game and the other 30 <laughs> is Shadow's campaign and it's the worst.
0: Oh it's the one with shadow is that the one where he like is crushing on a, a real human girl is that that's the one yeah, yeah yeah okay so i I know about the I know about that via reputation
1: yeah that's that's the one I
0: bought that and the very hard d l c well what can what got you to buy demon souls in the first place?
1: uh so the reason I got into demon souls is the fact that I had a buddy of mine who would come over and fuck around with my PS3, because she didn't have one, and we hung out a lot. Like, she would stay over here often, etc. So, for years, pretty much anything I bought on PS4, with a couple exceptions that were basically my games, were uh, things we'd, you know, pick up, split the cost on, and play together. Usually just as a screw around, have some drinks, you know, eat some pizza, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And so demon Souls, she heard about from Christ knows where and picked up and that became a thing that we would just do co-op on. I would occasionally, you know, Google a map or something if we got lost. Uh, the fucking World 2 and the lava. Jesus. <laughs> that. <clears throat> I explicitly remember going, okay, I don't know where you are in the lava pool. And, okay, find the
0: third cave from the left.
1: F-ed. That's where we need to go.
0: <laughs> it's just stuff is impossible. Even uh, now, like I've played yeah. that game several times, and I still couldn't tell you exactly like how to get to the endpoint without just taking the shortcut. So,
1: yeah, that's exactly it. And so, yeah, we kept separate characters because I'd play a little when she wasn't there, etc. But we did some incredibly stupid things in that game. Um, there is one that I can recall, which is still probably the king of all souls experiences for me is we somehow decided we were going to turn world. Was it four?
0: That was the swamp. Five is the swamp.
1: Five. Okay. Whichever one has the tower, but that one middle section with the swampy bullshit. Isn't that four? Uh,
0: that's uh, world three. You're talking about like when you get to the bottom of like the beat with the beating heart and everything and go all the way to the bottom. And like, there's all the swamp monsters and everything. And that
1: asshole knight in the cage who, if you let him out, will well, murder everyone yeah. one at your base. Yes. Yurt. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: we somehow decided going into that on one character, we were going to swap world tendency from near black to near white to change the events we got. But we couldn't leave the world or reset while doing it. Because that would screw up some of the scripting we needed because we needed to kill those horrible bloat demon whatever things to keep changing the tendency. Mm -hmm. So if we killed a couple of those and left, we'd be fucked. And I just remember somewhere in this process, she sneezes and flies off a ledge and I just leapt across the room and yanked the cord before it could save
0: <laughs> and it worked did it work we, I was we, say. we
1: pulled this off <laughs> we did not fuck the save somehow that's and that impressive. You know, i absolutely love the world tendency system and i kind of hate that in the dark souls series it just became Well, you can write messages to each other, and that's pretty much the only way shy of pounding on every wall you're going to find hidden areas.
0: Yeah, uh, I've talked about it before. I really like the idea of the world tendency system. I think character tendency gets in its way. Way too much. Like it's just it's too much that, when you're yeah, trying to true, combine but... those things, especially when you layer server tenancy on top of that. So if you're logging into the online, like your tenancy can change for no reason. But uh, I, yeah, I really there were definitely
1: uh, sometimes the cord was pulled.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I w- and I wish they would. They would have revisited it by now. Like it's a cool idea. I think it has a really good place, in, especially in the Dark Souls games. Maybe not as much in Bloodborne, but um, man, I I really liked it. I just kind of the mechanics of it were even today are still kind of impossible to figure out. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not going to say I
1: understood all of it, but we definitely got through it. And I think I did one character to, by the end I was duping a bit, but I did get a guy to max level and do both endings. So nice. And, and that was easily the most, I think I may still have a platinum on that PS3. So you, I don't know if I, you I don't know if I platinumed it or if we platinumed it between,
0: us or if we just got really close. You, uh, you must have took a little bit of time to grind out all those stupid upgrade materials to get all those trophies then. Oh, oh yeah. man, those are those are garbage. No,
1: some of those were nasty. It was definitely a case of alright, what can I do on this run and then beeline for the end boss because I'm level fuck off. <laughs> Uh, that is the oh, nice no, thing about demons is the they
0: time. never, uh, patched out that dupl- that dupe glitch. So like doing that kind of stuff, at least like you can at least gear yourself up so well that it doesn't really like it does. It's not hard. It's just time at that point. Like you can listen to a podcast. And, yeah. Like, if you can, can, can get the one, up. you're good. Exactly. So that, that was at least the nice thing. Or if you know somebody online and you want to do it the easy way, just like also somebody true, to, yeah. to dupe it for you. So what did you like a lot of people? most of the people i interview on this podcast are one of three people they either like kind of they're much more into the mechanics than the story side or they're much more into the story side than they are the mechanics or they don't really or like they're kind of just being pulled along because it's you know it's a really good game but like where where do you fall in onto the lore to the to the mechanics did you have trouble playing the game or did you have trouble getting into the story
1: um you know i couldn't say i remember a lot of the story and i didn't you know, I found out years later the whole, yeah, that broken archstone was supposed to be DLC and the giants and some of the stuff recycled later. But the only story stuff I really remember is King Alant. Uh, what's her name with the night protector down in the swamps?
0: I uh, almost said Lady Maria, but that's not right. Uh, Astrea
1: astrea thank you my brain kept saying Uria, and i was like that's that's not right and She's a bitch. i actually and i did remember the really cool old monk with the weird hat yeah the custard just hat. just for the mechanics on this <laughs> stuff like that yeah. I, that's about what i remember but mostly it was just doing really stupid abusable things with the mechanics like hey i'm gonna sit here and wait while this Dragon flies by and just shoot him for hours. <laughs> oh, it worked. <laughs>
0: because I mean, that's what you do when you've had some drinks. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we've all drunk souls a couple of times in our lives at this point. Yeah. The uh like did was the game hard? Like because, you know, these games come with a pretty huge reputation of being mm-hmm. difficult, which is more about, you know, just kind of learning the way that the mechanics work. Uh, did you Did you have a lot of difficulty getting into that side of the game, like, when you started playing? Obviously, when you're leveled up to max level, you probably didn't have too much difficulty, but even then, like, it can be hard. It took me a bit to get past
1: one of the earlier areas. I think, like, I don't know how long it was until I got to actually 1-2, but I was just screwing around in that opening area on and off, and, you know, she... Blazed past it while I was in the bathroom. Sometimes, so I knew there was a rest of the game. But (laughs) I, you know, my first character was in one one for God knows how long. And eventually, I finally got that shortcut to the boss and went. Oh man, my play style's terrible for this, and ground against it for an hour. Like I just remember my first attempt that succeeded at that guy was the worst. Something like, well, he's got me beat on range. So I need to bring in arrows and arc them at just such an angle that it hits this guy. And then is this the <laughs> phalanx arrows? Yeah. The phalanx. Yeah. Interesting. It's like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to fire them over him and without locking on. And then I'm going to, you know, when it's down a little, when it's hurt and moves into another form, I'm just going to start running around it really fast, trying to get in a hit and getting behind a pillar. <laughs> It was the dumbest, and looking back on it, it's like, oh, man, I really couldn't think of anything better to do there.
0: Yeah, especially when they hand you, they they give you a bunch of turpentine there as if to tell you, like, hey, fire.
1: I didn't <laughs> know consumables were a thing at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, the the way that the, all of the inventory and stuff works, like, we're, especially because everything in that game seems so precious that you don't want to do anything even, you don't want to use anything even yeah. in a boss fight. Like, you know, just everything being, like, oh, I have to, like by my fingernails, get any kind of progress in this game. So,
1: And then, yeah, after that, once I had the ability to jump between worlds, it's like, oh, man, I can really make some progress.
0: Yeah, that's when the that game really, really opens up. And also gives you the ability to level up, which, like, the entire time I was in that first level, I was going, like, how the hell? I want, like, I have stats. How do I improve them? <laughs> like, what God, do I have that's to right. do? <laughs> you can't until, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to do that whole level, uh, which makes... um I always laugh, and I always forget about this when I go into New Game Plus and Demon Souls. Like, even in New Game Plus, like, you are probably carrying, like, sixty or 70,000 souls with you, but you have to play through mm-hmm. all of that 1-1 and kill Phalanx before you can actually spend them to level up. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it. like and a you...
1: draw by fire. And there's those random gotchas, like the Red Knight and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> What uh like after you finished it, obviously like you were playing it with your friend and you guys were co oping it and like grinding to max level and everything. Like where did you yeah. end up on that game? Are you are you pretty positive about it? Like looking back now? Yeah, I still think it's a pretty good game. I'm not
1: negative on any of them is the thing. I'm just not fond of playing them at this point.
0: Okay, like if, is it a case of just you have because you mentioned that you've played all of them, but so you played uh, demons and one and two. Um, yeah. so are you just kind of like tired of the formula at this point? Like, oh, no, no. It's, it's
1: even weirder than that. See, so between demon, you know, when we got demons and they announced there's this dark souls coming out. And by this point she's bought a cheap PS3. Cause that's a thing that you can do then. And so she can play it at her house. So as a birthday gift, I pre-order two copies of dark souls and I've still got that tin box in here somewhere. And she immediately takes to it. And I don't think I even got out of the asylum with a okay. day copy. <laughs> and that's what I basically realized. It's like, this was not my game. This was, I played this because of the experience, not because of the game. So I set that down for probably close to a year. And then they go, yeah, it's coming to PC and it's not going to have Frame rate issues and things. And I have a really nice PC. So I went, all right, I'll try that. And I picked it up and I went, man, I'm rusty. And this just isn't grabbing me. But, you know, over time, it's like, well, I've bought this game. I may as well do something with it. Mm -hmm. So I eventually went on to beat it. And at this point, I met the person who would become my spouse. And we, you know, everyone is into this damn series but me at this point, so it's just like, ah, you know what, whatever. Dark Souls 2 comes out. I dodged that one for a while, and I think it was a year ago or so. At this like, at this point, all the games are out. They're still doing three DLC to place when we're recording this, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, they Uh, Like a year ago, it's just before Dark Souls 3 comes out. Someone buys me Scholar of the First Sin on Steam because they're like, hey, you know what? I bet you'd love this. And it's like, oh, man, how many times have I heard that story? (laughs) But I did end up finishing it. But unlike the others, I basically went in for about an hour, went, yep, still a Souls game. Still kind of feel the same on these. And then I just began cheating by teleporting around the world. And I streamed this with a friend on mic navigating and she was just screaming at me the whole time. Like, (laughs) no, oh my God, no, that's not how this works. What are you doing? And you need to go to this next part because I don't want you running around like making this longer and more tedious for me.
0: (laughs) So So you were like using cheat engine to, to move around the world?
1: Yeah, I okay. gave myself the unle- yo, unlock all teleport points bonfires. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I was just popping from major boss to major boss, and I got the Aldia ending the first time out because it's like, yeah, well, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I might as well go big. I want to see what the titular scholar looks like, and he was a pretty cool dude.
0: Yeah, he's probably got he, some she, of the best voice work yeah. uh, um, in the in the game. <laughs> like yeah, that—that that is a guy, right? Uh, yeah, he's referred character. to it as as a he throughout the items. Okay,
1: because phase. I know I kept only picking out the female part of the voice through mm-hmm. the distortion, and that was what pissed her off the most. It's like, no, that's a guy, that's
0: <laughs> a guy. And yeah, I they have mixed make sure I screw it up. Um, like there's some of Solaire's voice in there. There's some uh, there, there's like the voice mix on that is is really really interesting. If you go start tearing tear it apart, so um, yeah, there was somebody on YouTube that did like one of those like exhaustive analysis things that. Yeah, like, I would never do, but, like, I'll definitely skim through on YouTube and pretend like I know a lot about afterwards. No, I understand. Exactly. I've got a couple
1: channels I follow, not Souls-related, but, yeah, similar stuff.
0: So, like, it couldn't have taken you long to go through the game if if you're just teleporting from major boss to major boss, but, like, that's also a a pretty weird way to approach it. Like, did you you ever go back and play through the standard way, or is that kind of like your one-and-done experience with it?
1: Ah, uh, you know, I haven't, what ended up happening is I basically started, at first I just unlocked the thing and went, all right, I'm just going to go wherever the hell I feel like and see what's where, because it's like, yeah, let's see the, what I didn't know is I accidentally took myself to, like, the final DLC, but was it the Lord of Cinders? No, that's
0: that's Dark Souls 3, is the Soul of Cinders? Okay, uh, which
1: is, which is the a-hole who's on fire and has a bunch of ads?
0: Oh, that's the, um... Oh, it's the uh, Ilium Lois boss, and I cannot remember the name to forget.
1: Pyro Jack, as opposed to the other two Jacks in the DLC. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did that first, and then I'm walking around with that stuff. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, man, nothing's a challenge anymore. Hey, I wonder where the Moonlight Sword is, and that's when I first called up my buddy and went, hey, uh, give, me a, give me a guide on where the hell this is. And she just started screaming when she realized what I'd done halfway through guiding me,
0: yeah, I can imagine <laughs> so like i don't i don't I try not to get um too involved in other people's like experiences with the souls games like i don't I don't want. I don't ever want to be like, oh, you're playing it wrong because I've had a lot of people tell me I I, I was playing it wrong doing stuff and like that's just a really shitty feeling to have. I think we um, can absolutely admit I'm playing it wrong. <laughs> but I'll make an exception for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, you can people play these games however they want to and if like the oh, yeah, the moment, sure to, moment not to stuff isn't, to isn't interfere for with
1: you. anyone's online stuff because yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't want to be that dick. Yeah. But So at this point, I've beaten, you know, the few that are out, and I move in with the woman who's going to become my wife. So we've got, you know, the whole thing running there, and she is super into these games. And, like, I've, you know, her... Presence for like multiple years running have been hey here's Dark Souls three hey we got a P- we got a PS four as a family and we're gonna share this because you want Bloodborne and I want Rock Band four and <laughs> I never bought Rock Band four because we heard what a tire fire that was so I did not own a game on that console until Res Infinite
0: okay. yeah that was like uh about a minute ago like that came out relatively recently if i remember right like with all the psvr stuff three months yeah yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) so (laughs) yeah we had that before bloodborne came out and i didn't own a damn thing on it until then
0: you'd be surprised how many people i know who bought a ps4 specifically for bloodborne like Oh yeah, it's just like a five hundred dollar video game to a lot of people, which is kind of bonkers to think. Of. I guess it's probably like three fifty nowadays. I haven't looked at PS4 prices, but yeah, Yeah, it's... I got a I got a
1: really good Black Friday deal at that
0: time. Yeah. yeah, but still, like a lot of people, like even me, like they had announced Bloodborne, and I, I'm a, I'm one of those dudes that you know buys new consoles no matter what, anyway. So I was probably going to buy it, but like it was basically like, oh yeah, Bloodborne, <laughs> that's what I'm waiting yeah. for.
1: <laughs> and she picked it up, and I've seen a lot of that game watching her play, but it's just like. I think I tried it once, and I went, oh, you know, this is okay, but man, I am done here. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's where this gets weird. There's this game that came out uh, between a couple of the is You've probably heard of it. Lord of Lords of the Fallen.
0: Yeah. I have a former guest of the show. Richard, AKA Revatar is the only person that's been on the show out of 50 or 60 episodes so far that has been positive about Lords of the Fallen. Oh, I
1: fucking loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I, I know they're going to bring out that sequel soon. I'm going to buy that day one. That's going to be my bloodborne.
0: Um, the sequel is not, Necessarily the sequel, though, because the publishing company has fired the development team of Lords of the Fallen and given like their spiritual successor or, some- or whatever to somebody else, right? Oh, shit. Is that the case? Yeah. I'm not buying it day one. <laughs> I'm waiting a few weeks. I think <laughs> that team is going on to uh, make another Souls clone called uh, Surge, which is like the... Aren't they doing the sci-fi one now? That's, and that's, yeah, that's, this is sci-fi souls where like you can beat up robots and take their robot parts and put it on your robot body and then like upgrade your stuff. So
1: totally down. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that game because it was souls gameplay, but it, it basically was like D and D and souls had a really weird drunken tryst. And that's what the baby was. And there was a little fetal alcohol syndrome, but you didn't care because it was still charming. Hmm. And the parents raised it right, but yeah, yeah, you know the class system was great. Um, I loved the NPCs and the side quests, and I really loved the gambling mechanic.
0: Educate me on the gambling mechanic because I I skipped the bonfire side chat on Lords of the Fallen, and I could make it no more than about an hour through that game.
1: Okay, so there's a mechanic wherein you know you it does the same thing with souls slash exp slash whatever is currency, and you know, you die, it sticks where it is. But there's an added wrinkle at the safe points, you can choose to bank your That's,
0: currency. Okay, yeah, now I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But if you don't and keep going, like if you refuse to bank it, the more you get in one go, there's a multiplier on it up to a certain cap. So the more you're doing without actually banking it or whatever, you know, you're risking much more, but you're getting much more as well. So there's just a lot of little mechanics like that, that I really love. And that's what really took that game over the edge for me is just, you know what the Soul Series never did? Ask you, how much do you want to try? You know, it's, it's little things. And I think that from what I've seen, that game has a lot more innovation in it than where the Soul Series went. And that's why I love it so much. It's great.
0: This is going to be one of the most divisive episodes that I've ever recorded. I can already hear like my my people out there going like what is this guy talking about?
1: <laughs> I mean, trust me, I'm I'm scraping over details that could turn this into another Liam episode. I heard that <laughs> one, say, but yeah, let's not go there.
0: Did you uh like so Lords of the Fallen like the one of the things that kind of separates that game for me from being like a a, a from, separates it from the Souls game. I'm not going to try to put any kind of qualitative statement on it, but just makes it yeah. makes it different. Is um, I'm not a fan of that like big clunky shoulder pad art style, like that kind of Blizzard like everything. Everyone is wearing gigantic pads everywhere um, thing, and like that that game seemed like kind of surrounded with it. Did, did that? Did you, do you get into more of that or more of the aesthetic of Dark Souls, or like does that stuff just kind of
1: roll would, off your back? I would absolutely say the art. Was the weakest thing about Lords of the Fallen, except for a few really specific places. Like, they had a couple of good set piece rooms, but otherwise it was very bland. That was clearly the department that had two guys and an in intern. In but there's also. Ever since a buddy of mine talked to me about the original Darksiders, he said he described the game as 12 year old cool. Mm -hmm. yeah i've got the biggest muscles i am a rob Liefeld creation i'm running around with a sword the size of two men and it's like yeah this is awesome i'm 13 it's the 90 that's the whole vibe it gives off and it's like lords of the fallen kind of falls into that 12 year old cool space for me Mm -hmm. where it's just like yeah this is incredibly ugly but at least it's consistent type of ugly so good on you for you know not just throwing together a bunch of assets because here's the thing i go through a lot a lot of shitty games Mm -hmm. hell half the reason we met is because i love torturing your duck feed buddies (laughs) i pay you know that's basically my fucking personal fin dom i pay them 25 dollars a month to go you whipping boys do some shit for me but anyway uh i go through so many trash games and a game like Lords of the Fallen, people who think that's such a terrible game, you don't know a terrible game. I've seen games that fail to work. I've seen design that fights you at every step of it. that's just a game that aimed really high and shot someone in the heart by accident when the arrow came down. I don't care about that. You know, that at least tried something. It's great. Mm-hmm. It failed a few
0: ways, but it's, it's lovely. I think the reason Lords of the Fallen is so shat upon in the, specifically in the Souls community is that it's, it's very, very directly a Souls like. It was probably the first really, really major Souls like out there. Oh, it's blatant. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like bloodstains and like the way that you move around and a lot of things are, you know, ripped from the headlines of Souls games. Uh, So it wasn't that it was a bad game because I think it was under, under, under it all, it's probably an okay, competent game. Like, I'm not saying. Yeah. Like you said, it worked. It ran on my PS4 for the two hours that I played it without crashing. So, like, yeah. you know, congratulations yeah. on that. I just – I think, like, especially with the Souls community, like, it's like you're messing with my baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I get, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's like, people
1: who are way more into that one than me going, man, this isn't
0: nearly you – know,
1: this This isn't doing what it – I like it because it it did – you know, it took that base stuff, but the stuff it added in was great. Like, the actual – I love – That it has a class system that isn't just, here's the diaper you start in. It's instead, all right, you get a whole set of skills. You're going to play differently from a guy who's a different class. There's a class that is just nothing but, you can be stealth asshole. You can play that game like Hitman. (laughs) Um, the, The monsters in that game are supposed to be blind. They find you by sound. So that dude is really good for fucking with monsters. It's great. Does, does, enemies, um, but-
0: I always like to I always like to approach dark souls from a um like a pacifist angle to see like how yeah. far I can go without killing anything or killing anything directly using like poison or anything like that and uh all of that stuff is really interesting to me so like if you can run like if, if you can make it through a game without killing something I, I generally am into that idea
1: I don't know if you can go that far with lords of the fallen just because a couple encounters come to mind but mm-hmm. yeah it's it very much plays differently once you start getting out of that opening monastery.
0: What um to just to move away from Lords of the Fallen for a little while, did you Fair ever enough. did you ever go back to Dark Souls One? Because I know you said you you opened it up and you got you couldn't really get out of the asylum or you didn't really feel bothered with it and you just kinda closed it right back down again. I did finish it on the PC when that
1: version came out. It okay. Took me a while. I bought it at a discount because it's like I already own this game yeah. and People were griping about, you know, you need this third party. to – I played that thing without DS fix and it ran fucking fine, you babies. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that one I'm actually calling out your listeners on.
0: <laughs> what is? So yeah, like, I, what I was did, your experience yeah. with Dark Souls One? Did you kind of approach it the same way that you did Scholar with the cheat engine mod in, on hand, or did you go through it, uh, the no, no, quote no, unquote, I did this normal? For, I did this
1: way before I had uh scholars. Oh, okay, I was okay. still in the I was still in the place of, yeah, I'm gonna give this a go. This is, you know, still the spiritual successor to that thing I really liked. Why the hell not? And I just found myself going through and it's like, hmm, the magic's gone. There's no world tendency. I think by the time that I finished that game, it was about at the point where the friend who I had played Demon Souls with was no longer talking to me for a story you really don't want on this podcast. And yeah. So by that point, it's just like, dude, this, this was kind of her jam and I know everyone's into it, but I'm just, nah, I'm good. I finished it. Cause it's like, yeah, you want to finish the game you bought, but
0: yeah. And I'm sure it didn't help. Like if you have some sort of, you know, falling out with somebody that you used to play this one particular kind of game or game with, like like, you know, my, my wife and I play Diablo 3 all the time, and, like, we both yeah. have platinums in that game. If, God forbid, something happened and we weren't together anymore, I would probably never want to touch Diablo 3 again. Like, I would have way too much, like, stuff attached to that game to, to be able to, to get out of it's it. It's not
1: even lingering... What do you call it? It's just... I got to it, and it's like, I don't know if I played too much Demon Souls, or if it's just that I really don't like games that... Do not iterate on them. Like, you know, a Lords of the Fallen throws itself, you know, throws a bunch of new shit in there. Demon Souls to Dark Souls, it's like they stripped out World Tendency and that's kind of, you know, there's a few little small under the hood changes, but it's basically the same game. Some areas feel like remakes
0: of the prior game. Do you, um does the world design not really do it for you? Because that's the probably the biggest thing that people look to for at Dark Souls One over Demon Souls and really over any of the other games at this point. Because uh, it's the only one that's really accomplished it uh, to the effect it has had on the on the on the community. Like that interwoven like first half of the game with the crazy shortcuts and things all being one part. I and parcel did of each later other.
1: find out I had accidentally gone through. Lake Town mm-hmm. backwards, the back way, yeah, that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Especially if you take the like master that. key, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were a few things where it's like, yeah, this this was, oh, that's cool, that's that's clever. But I found myself getting really irritated by, you know, by the time I got to it, there was a huge hacking problem with the game, so I would be playing with offline mode. I just set the thing to be blocked by Windows firewall, so it wouldn't do anything. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna play this. And, you know, as I go through the game later, I'm finding out, oh, yeah, you missed this really cool thing over here, or there's hidden areas, everything. it's like, was there one hidden area you needed to progress? I know there was something that really brought that up for me,
0: or I found it trying to go
1: somewhere. And there's, that, um,
0: there's a couple of areas like there's on the way to Sif, for example, there's a, there's a bonfire behind an illusory wall. That's probably, I think that might've been it yeah. because otherwise it's a trek all the way from like above the, yeah. the blacksmith, which is kind of a, it's, it's a pretty yeah, rough. I think that r- was exactly, run, I was yeah. going where the hell is like, where's, where's, where's there has my gotta my be bonfire. something
1: there's somewhere in this big <laughs> open area. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, I hate that. I hate if there were some kind of signaling to them. I'm playing through uh, SMT Strange Journey right now, and it's subtle. You have to look for it, but they signal the walls that you have to look at that are hidden doors by some item around it, or the texture will be a little different or whatever. If there were any signaling, that'd be great. But no, you need to either have a map, have someone's, you know, layer uh, layer, message mm-hmm. on the ground going, hey, hit this, or you have to just slam your face into everything, suspecting that there are hidden walls. There's nothing that even tells you there are hidden walls in the first place to be hitting the walls.
0: I'm trying to think of like the very first hidden wall that you could encounter in that game and... I guess it's. I guess it's that one. I guess that's the very first one that you could find. Eventually, you get to the point where, like, if you if you just like if you you, you, there are there is signaling. Like, you can kind of tell like a certain door apart from each other, but it's it's really really subtle, and you won't pick up on it. You won't figure it out until way way later in the game after you've like hit every single wall. Okay is there actually something that I just didn't notice it's just it's like very subtle texture differences like if you if you kind of go look you'll like well that now that I'm looking at it, it does look a little weird as compared to the things around it and things like that so like the right. the, the best example is um there's a couple of them down in the not a couple there's one in the uh I can't remember any names today um uh, the sewers whose name I just have told the depths. I know the place you mean yeah yeah, yeah. so you and you can kind of see like oh this this looks this texture on this like wall-shaped <laughs> texture, you know, looks a little differently from the one right next to it. So, but that's really about it. Like it's it's pretty subtle. And then they do the stuff like do the double illusory walls, where oh, you you got one illusory wall and there was a chest, and now there's a illusory wall behind it with a whole area that's oh god, hugely yeah, lord I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw
1: that at some point, and I just screamed <laughs> Ugh. because I think I got. Up there, I got the chest and stopped. And then I had to trek all the way back to that when someone told me.
0: yeah. Oh, also, can I just say, is it Solaire who's the knight in that game? He's the, like, the, the nice companion in Dark Souls. And one. The Praise the Sun guy? Praise the Sun guy.
1: Let me just tell you, if you backstab him and kick him off a cliff, his gear carries you most of that game. Mm-hmm. Because that was how I finished Dark Souls was clad in that dude's corpse armor.
0: <laughs> it's good looking and it's got like that's that's like some some decent armor for especially for his early it's real get solid, it. yeah, yeah. It's got a good um, balance between you know protection versus heaviness, so like you can still yeah. maintain I- your mid roll if you're if you're trying to do that pretty easily, just a few points in endurance, so.
1: Yeah, it was pretty good. And that was actually what carried me a lot of the way until I got near the end of that game and started going, okay, I'm going to actually ask people about what the hell for tips. Because, you know, it's a year, two years old by that point, because the PC version and cheap.
0: Yeah, at that point, like, the wiki had been completely filled out. I mean, they're still, like, they're still discovering stuff about Dark Souls, right? Like, it's kind of ridiculous, but, like, Illusory Wall still has new content for his blog every once in a while. Like, that's nuts. But most of the time, like, for what most players would be looking for, it's, it's pretty much all fleshed out. Nice. Did you have any, like, specific trouble with any, like, any huge amount of trouble with any specific bosses or anything? Or did you just kind of roll through the game pretty easily?
1: Um... Souls 1 is the one that has Seath, the scaleless, right? Correct. That guy was a dick because I didn't die. I kept playing that so safe on that first fuck you encounter the game does.
0: Oh yeah. And there
1: hadn't there hadn't been that I ever saw a you have to die here boss fight prior. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm juking around. I'm you know I'm gonna get this guy. And I think I got him to some point. And he just healed or stopped taking damage.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was sitting here just trying to remember if he even has a boss, like a HP bar at the bottom of the screen in that first encounter. He does. He does does
1: have an HP bar Hmm. and it was grueling. But at some point I forget if it was healing or if it just stops taking damage. And that's when I just, I like, I, it had been 15, 20 minutes of this and I'm nearly out of anything. And I finally just die, throw the controller down, and I'm in a fucking jail cell. And it's like,
0: oh, god, god, this piece of shit game. (laughs) They JRPG'd you. Yeah. Oh, my
1: god. That still makes me mad.
0: See, the problem there is you obviously were too good at the game, right? Like, if you were bad at the game, you would have died instantly. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, yeah, that's exactly it. Because this is a game where skill matters, and you can dodge around and be really careful. And it's just like, ugh, You can't do bullshit bosses in a game like that unless you're just like one-hit kill or something. Just something to instantly tell you, no, that's not right. But no. It let me do that for twenty minutes.
0: Did you have any experience with any of the besides obviously not Solera since you kicked him over a cliff, but like any yeah. of the um like any of the NPC quests? Like did any of those kind of stick with you? Um Arguably Dark Souls One probably has the best DS one the best quest lines, like the best I, characters.
1: The only one I remember is that I accidentally pissed off the white faction, the guys near the start of the game in the ruins who mm-hmm. have the priestess.
0: That's them, right? Vincent, um oh, what did what did the Bonfire side chat boys call him? Like Vincent um Ollie or something. Like they had, a, they had some yeah. cool names for those dudes. Yeah.
1: I just remember I'm dealing with that guy and he's a really good early game merchant for me. And I don't know what I did to piss them off at some point. Maybe I like punched out the wrong man, or maybe they saw me in Solaire's armor and went, hey get him or whatever. But they I get to the point where it's like, yeah, I've rescued your wizard lady. Here's here's the d cleric for you. And then they're all all three of them, this whole group, just suddenly mob me when I go over to spy shit from him. It's like, oh fuck. So this ends up with me trying to kite the That's it. I got the elevator down, and they're all there, and all of a sudden they're just like Fucking kill that nerd, and that's what I like. Okay, get back on the elevator. We're gonna figure this. I think I dropped one off the edge to kill them with fall damage, and then I had to fight one of them who was spell casting in that stupid narrow ruined castle bullshit. Ugh. But hey, you know that's probably one of my better memories of that game. I wish there were more systems like that. <laughs>
0: Well, since you haven't played uh, Bloodborne or DS3 yet, I'm not going to make a comment on those, but have you played any of the other kind of popular Souls-likes that have come out since then, like the Salt and Sanctuaries or the Momodoras or the
1: um, whatnot? I tried Momodora, and that game, for some reason, that game really kicked my ass. I got to a point where it's just like, I'm not reaching any new checkpoints and every direction I can go in is irritating and murders me. So I stopped that one. I'll come back to it. It's in the 5,000 game steam account. Salt and sanctuary. A dude wanted me to commentate as the blind partner and an LP on that. And it died because he hated how it played, even though he finished an entire run of it before he even started this. He wanted to do a new play style to surprise himself. And it's like, Okay. So I've, I, you know, I may pick that one up sometime. It looks interesting. Although it also looks like
0: it irritates me in a few ways.
1: Titan Souls sucked. Um, <laughs>
0: I just said uh, on my other podcast, my gaming podcast, my, uh, yeah, one of my co hosts tried it. And he was like, I don't know why people call it a Shadow of the Classes, like Star Souls. Like it doesn't play like either one of those games. <laughs> it just has the word souls in the title and you're fighting like one big boss, but it plays nothing like those two games. So. I've never understood yeah, the community's was, fascination it was not with it.
1: <clears> that. It, it's one of those games where it's like I don't want to shit on it entirely because it you know it's that ideas thing one shot one kill but some of the tedium in those bosses of getting to where the lining up the one shot is and then it's like oh
0: this guy sneezed It blew your arrow away. <laughs> Fuck you. God. Um I, w- I think that game would have been better uh, served despite naming it anything that didn't directly say the word Souls into it. Like, and I'm not saying, like, no game can ever have that, but it just seemed oh, yeah, like I it was it, it was so close to, like, the as high as Dark Souls has ever been. And it was kind of said, oh, this is very much a, you know, we're going to explore a world. And then every single thing that I ever read or heard about it, like, mentioned Dark Souls in the same breath as it. And I think that kind of, it should have been just treated as its own thing. <laughs> like, it probably would have nice. had a much better reception if that was the case.
1: God, I'm trying to think. There was some other weird game that claimed to be Souls inspired. I played some indie. I don't want to say darling. I think it was hated by most, but I played about an hour
0: of it and put it down too. There was. I um. Can't, I can't remember the name of it. Was it the one where you play like a little, like a little tiny character with, and you could collect weapons from the other dudes that you would knock over, and all the environments looked exactly the same.
1: That's Dark Mouse, isn't it? That's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, shit, I'm gonna have to, like, send you an email with that later. I don't Man, know. It's
0: okay, don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, either way, yeah, but I've, you know, it's one of those things, but yeah, you you wanted a uh, soul's widow, and it's like, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, this I guess is, I probably should have brought that up at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, I did, yeah. I, I kind of put a call out there because, and then, you know, no content creator wants to make the exact same thing over and over again, so I was kind of curious to get an opinion from somebody that i I know is not a complete jackass, but also that doesn't particularly care for a lot of the souls games or doesn't have like the yeah. affinity for them that most of the community does. So I wanted to get that perspective on the show to kind of mix it up a little bit. So yeah, just cause of, you know, it's interesting to hear from the other side and see how the other the other side lives, you know? I mean, I would never say these are bad games, but let me just tell you, I was very literally
1: a soul's widow at one point. There was a period <laughs> while we were dating where my future spouse would actually vanish for two months to play Dark Souls I did not hear from her more than once a week (laughs) (laughs) that's not a joke I think she's somewhere around 1500 to 2000 hours of this on Steam alone on just Dark Souls 1 and it's just like yeah I didn't hear from her all summer
0: (laughs) So as uh, as someone who isn't into the soul series and probably doesn't have kind of the, the built in hype for literally anything that from software puts out, like, do you see, oh, no.
1: the- I fucking loved armored core. Okay. Do you know how much it? kills me that they started catering to you fucks instead (laughs) of my niche bullshit
0: i need to uh we'll we'll do a a separate thing one day but i need to figure out like where i need to start with armored core like if or if i should just wait for the new one which is probably what i'm gonna end up doing but
1: uh, In, in all honesty you should probably just try the most recent that had good controls Armored core for answer for answer. Just go to that Yeah. because, Oh man, various stages of that game's evolution are miserable. Also, can I just say Kingsfield pretty cool, but you know what Kingsfield did and why it's invisible walls and things didn't piss me off. Kingsfield had a
0: fucking map to let you figure out where the gaps were. Kingsfield Sorry. had a map. I don't, I don't remember. I guess. I didn't get. A couple of them did of the at least. Kingsfield. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess it did. I, I only. I played a little bit of Kingsfield and then tried to go back to Shadow Tower, uh, Abyss before that. And yeah, none of those games. I can see why people like them, and the music is absolutely incredible. Like I wish we could get that that Kingsfield soundtrack. Like I wish they would go I'm back kidding. to that type of soundtrack in the Souls games. Um, but yeah, I just I have not been able to get it past the beginning, the opening of those games. So. Oh,
1: so you were going to say something before that, and then I've got one more thought for you. But well, go ahead, go ahead, because uh, my, my, mine is a wrap-up thing. So go ahead, just, and finish it. Just thought. thinking of soundtracks, you, you know what was easily the closest I came to getting back into this, and which was just such a huge letdown—that fantastic April Fools' trailer for Dark Souls Three, the cheesy eighties VHS trailer, <laughs> the Grindhouse that thing. Was,
0: yeah. yeah, that was wonderful, yeah. and
1: they even had such a cheesy score behind it. I want them to bring back. One of the dudes who did Armored Core soundtracks just did some crazy jazz or stupid things that had nothing to do with the genre of game it was. But there were just tracks on there with names like Super Monkey Loves Daddy. And it's just a dude scatting over synth drums. It's like, what the hell is this? This is wonderful. This is like a Katamari song landed in my robot sim.
0: And the, the the move to all of this like orchestral, choir based, over the top, bombastic stuff, it. it just it's so exhausting. Like and I I like it. Like you can you can point the finger at Bloodborne and say a lot of things about its soundtrack, and there's a lot of music in Bloodborne that I like. i uh, but it's I've heard a lot of it. But it's but it's interesting that I like a lot of it once it's been stripped down. Uh speaking of Liam, you mentioned Liam earlier. Who, yeah. Um he did a soundtrack for a Neo Loki video. And hmm. um he just redid the adjudicators theme on like this weird synth thing. And like, yo, that is just an adjudicators theme is great to begin with, but like yeah. hearing it and sort of, and just totally out of that context was, was really, really cool. And he's gone on to do like Ornstein and Smo he's got some other tracks that he's doing that are just, but he did a, a version of the cleric beast uh song from bloodborne that is completely stripped down and kind of by itself. That is, it sounds like something out of like an eighties horror movie. Like it sounds like what, what the think music that's playing I may have when been shown that. Yeah, he might have been, but like it definitely sounds like Jason is chasing you when you're trying to <laughs> listen to that. It's really really good.
1: Yeah, that's a nice touch. Mm-hmm.
0: But as somebody that um, doesn't have the affinity for souls like a lot of From Software fans do, but it's obviously someone that's into the uh, Armored Core series, like you, right now From has three projects in the works, one of which is definitely confirmed as an armored core game and then some other stuff. Like what, what do you want to see out of the studio? Like to, what, what would kind of get you? Do you think number one, do you think they could get you to back into a souls like game? Or do you think it would just be, you're just kind of done now.
1: You know, if they do something that shakes up the same formula, like just, you, there really isn't. Because again, I watch my wife play a lot of these. So it's like, yeah, I still see it, and it's just like, yep, that's still ref- refillable healing flask. Spells are their own thing. MP, vitality. Oh, yep, you got the big armor. You're gonna roll real slow. Fall, damn it. Yep, nothing really has changed. Bloodborne did a lot. Bloodborne has some cool stuff, and I like it. I don't, and I don't say these are bad games either. But nothing grabbed me as someone who just goes, yep, this game is repeating itself over and over. It's it's like what Zelda did in 3D. It's just like, yep, eight dungeons. Yep, an item in each one that you'll rarely use. Yep, yep. When a series falls into a rut, I just fall off it. Please try something new, game developers. That's all I want. I don't care if you (laughs) succeed. All I need is just something new. That's my jam. I will support you instantly. Do you know what? You probably cut that out of the actual thing. Yeah. You know what one of my favorite things was that failed so horribly, but I still applaud them for it? I've played through and 100%ed Sonic 2006, but I've never touched any of the fucking 3D Mario's other than 3D Land. Oh man, cuz we- all of them are just so fucking boring. I've never had uh, the same.
0: It's funny that you bring that up because with all of the uh, Switch news from this week, uh they showed that new Mario trailer. And um, and then, like Mario is hanging out in like the real world in like a like a New York City looking place. And you whatever.
1: know something that excites me. See, and that, that looks it,
0: it's just the that opposite. looks
1: like my kind of <laughs> stupid. I want I want to try
0: that. I just I mean I look at that and and we, there was like this like big conversation because uh, another guest of the show Allison uh, is was mm-hmm. like absolutely this is my jam. This is what I've been waiting for since Mario sixty four, which. I'm glad it works for her because I look at it and I I just don't get it. But it made me realize I don't like any of the 3D Marios. I didn't like 64 that much. I didn't like what I played of Sunshine. I didn't like anything that I played of Galaxy. Like, I just didn't have fun with them. But, like, you could give me another 40 New Super Mario Brothers levels, like the 2D stuff, and I'll probably play it instantly. Like, I'm that guy. So
1: That's okay. I get it. And, like you say... I'm not crapping on these games, but yeah. oh my god, they're my crypt tonight. <laughs> I actually I am going to crypt. you know what? No, I'm not going to just turn this into shitting on things people love. That's that's a whole different thing.
0: Yeah, Never it's that's a different kind of yeah. suffering that we need to do. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, like I know this is a, a weird thing to get get you on to ask about games that you don't particularly like all that much. No, but no I, it's I, fine. Like I said, I yeah. thought it would be an get interesting to- podcast to to go along with everything else. So
1: yeah, as someone who's still close enough to it in large proximity that and has had experience with a lot, of, it's not like yeah, I tried Dark Souls once and I didn't like it. And yeah, to this day I still go around griping about it online. No, I I've given them multiple fair shakes. I love their
0: lineage and they're not bad games but oh man they do nothing for me anymore <laughs> well where can uh, people find you on the internet if they choose to do so uh there's a
1: twitter i'm not going to name and the forthcoming hellscaper.com where you'll probably find writings and various projects from me
0: hellscaper or scraper scaper.com and, uh, yeah, you, and, keeper, you, there. you and I met on the duck feed Slack. So if anybody is on the, uh, duck feed Patreon and hanging out in the Slack channel, they can see you over there as well as me. So
1: it's true. I'm the predatory bisexual Velma to quote someone. <laughs> I
0: think, is that still in your profile? Every once in a while, I like think, I see it, I, I see it pop up still in my profile. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful quote and it fits. Well, thank you again. A lot very much for guesting i very very much appreciate it absolutely thank you very much jeremy as always i've been your host jeremy greer you can find me on twitter at jg greer you can find the podcast on twitter at dg us podcast you can go to www.don'tgiveupskeleton.com for links to all the other social media you can stream all the episodes and find rss links and that's pretty much your hub for anything don't give up skeleton related thanks everyone for listening i very much appreciate it and remember don't give up skeleton Mm -hmm. and that's all she wrote thanks man